In today's episode of The Garage, we'll present part one in our special two-part series on cloud computing for automotive with our special guest from AWS, Stefano Marzani. In today's part one episode, we'll talk about data and compute in the cloud. Let's go. On today's episode in the garage, I'm so excited to welcome our special guest from AWS, my good friend, Stefano Marzani. Stefano, welcome to the garage. Hi, Joanna, thank you so much. It's such a special invite. After three years working together, really a special occasion, right? To think about our passion, talk about them, and uh, you know, share our experiences. So thank you so much for inviting me. We're pleased to have you here. And we were thinking about, and we were talking about our common interests. And I think I've got at least four really great common interests we have. First, beginning with coffee. We love coffee and we're very serious about our coffee here at-, yeah. uh, at I, I noticed that, I noticed that, right? So it's one of the best coffee I had in here in the Bay Area. So good, good start. <laughs> Thank you so much. The second thing that we're mutually passionate about is food, especially Italian food. And as anyone who talks to you can tell, you're from Italy. You're from Bologna originally. Correct, correct, Bologna so area. What interests me about Italian food is not only that it's great in general, but that all the different regions of Italy have such different food. Yeah, so I thought I'd, I'd love you to tell us about what's the specialty of the region you're from and tell us the name of the region where Bologna is in. Yeah, region is already extending the concept because uh, you know in Italy, provinces are really the place where you have different food. So I'm originally from the province of Reggio Emilia. And if you move uh, 15 kilometers east or 15 kilometers west, people call the same food with different names. So you can understand how we care about it. But most of the food that you hear here around, like uh, prosciutto, lasagna, that kind of stuff, comes from that region. So literally, Forbes selected it the best region in the world for food a few years ago. But so somebody else saying that, so not just us. That's fantastic. I'm going to have to make a, a trip to see that, especially I've been to Italy lots and lots of times. You'll be my guest. That'd be great. And you say there's a fantastic restaurant in, this re in the Bay Area that has that type of food. Yeah, there are several Italian foods, but really specific from that region, it's difficult to find. Okay. So not here in the Bay Area, still, still looking for it. We were chatting before the, uh, before the episode also that we have a mutual friend. My, my grad school office mate is now a professor at the University of Bologna, oh, really? Luca Benini. Luca is a good friend of mine. He's from Ferrara originally, which is also in that, in yes. that province. So, uh, and I understand he's your friend as well. Yeah, it's, uh, I met him with him many, many, many years ago. But uh, yeah, definitely at the beginning of my career, we started uh, to talk about some electronic stuff, as you can imagine, at that time. So I met with him, uh, yeah, I think it's more 20 years ago or something. That's so. fantastic. So Luca, if you're watching the show, uh, hats off to you. The third thing we have in common is we both love video and podcasting. Yeah. You're a host of your own show from AWS, which is incredibly impressive. And so we're actually so honored to have you as a guest here on our show. Just mention quickly your show and the kind of things you cover, and we'll put a link to the show yeah. in the uh, on the video. That's surely appreciated. It's called All Things Automotive. And uh, we are about to start filming the third season of it. First one, unfortunately, was remote during COVID. Yeah. And then uh, we got uh, a season out uh, that was in studio. It was absolutely a great experience. First time for me doing something like that. I was always joking with my colleagues. It's kind of a second a side job, right? Uh, so I, because 
I'm a technical guy. I work on real technical stuff. So doing, uh, you know, videos uh, with such level of uh, production, a high quality, it's really, it's been a special occasion for me and a huge learning, huge learning. It's, it's a lovely experience. If you've not seen the, the show, it's incredible. So it, you won't look like an amateur. You see it, I promise you, you look like a professional. We're so glad to have you. And really the fourth thing, and really which brings us to the topic of today's episode is, uh, is the cloud and automotive. Yes. And you're you're so passionate about that and you have such a unique role at AWS. I'd love you to tell us about your role and what's your responsibility at AWS. Of course. So, I'm the worldwide tech leader for software defined vehicles at AWS. So, you know, software defined vehicle is this new macro trend in the automotive industry that is really transforming the product. We will talk about that later, I hope. But my role is really a tech strategy role. So, trying to understand from customer what they need and uh, talk internally, bring that internally, talk with our services team, talk with our industry products team, and uh, together find the best solutions for our customers. So from the technical perspective, and then I have colleagues uh, taking care of the business, of the partnership side, but my role is really focused on uh, finding out right architectures and what the customer, you know, really satisfies them from the technical perspective. And I did that, this is the, the first, uh, I, I did a year as a tech leader for SDV. Before that, I was for two years the tech leader for ADAS AV, right? So really thinking about this domain and doing the same thing, understanding how the technology is evolving, how we can capture technology evolution and transform it in services and products for our customers. And you know it very well, because there where we started our collaboration from that point of view, right? Absolutely. And uh, in there, after last year, was really focused on creating SDV architecture for, uh, you know, autonomous driving and data. So we did a good job, because at the end they said, uh, it's pretty good. So maybe you can do that for all the other workers in the car, including HMI, connected and so on. So, yeah, it's... Such a, such a privilege, I tell you, to work in this context in such a transformative moment for the automotive industry. So I feel, I feel blessed in that sense. That's right, and we're gonna talk about all of those topics. I think this is gonna be a long and very interesting conversation. I'm so looking forward to it. You know, we just had our friend here, our mutual friend, Robert Day from Arm. There you go. He was in the studio just a little while ago recording as well. And I asked him a question uh, about uh, low power in automotive because I, when I asked him, I said, you know, many people I think don't appreciate the importance of low power in automotive. You yeah. say, oh, a car is a big battery. But actually uh, he pointed out how important low power is. And I'd like to ask okay. you a similar question for the cloud. People may generally understand the cloud and how important it is but I'm not sure everyone necessarily understands why the cloud could be so important oh, for yeah. automotive. That's a very, can be a very long answer to that, but uh, there are several reasons, but I really like the point uh, that you started with, because low power in terms of cloud uh, means uh, consolidating resources, and uh, we have a huge effort for sustainability. That at the end is something very important for mobility sector at large yeah. uh, overall. So, and uh, that, that's really, really important, right? So consolidating these resources and data centers that are energy efficient, carbon neutral, we have a very important and big objective in being carbon neutral. Mm. So uh, that, uh, you know, is a way to use resources in a very conscious way. Let me put it that way. I, I like that starting point. But of course, there are technical reasons why the cloud is relevant in this phase. Think about uh, connected vehicles out there. All the vehicles are connected. You know very well, right? And I hope to hear from Sonatus, right? Um, it's a dialogue. So I'd really like to see what Sonatus is doing for that, for connecting all these uh, this vehicles and their experiences. And uh, 
where are they sending the data? In uh, most of them are sending data in the cloud because uh, our service, uh, Amazon S3, is very efficient to store this data, have uh, multiple ways to manage data, to store data in classes, depending on the usage or the frequency of usage of the data. It has automations. If you're not using this data too much, maybe this goes in a tier that uh, it takes a little bit to recover the data, but you pay less, right? So you have all this uh, strategy that comes as, as managed services that make a cloud services so appealing for customers because they don't have to think about it, right? And they can optimize their IT infrastructure and focus on what really matters, that is innovating for their products. And especially in this phase in the automotive, you know it very well. The product is changing radically. So there's no time to waste, right? So and our managed service, we are helping because we can let the customer focus on what matters for their customers, mm -hmm. the, the people who is buying and experiencing the car, right? right? So, and S3 is just an example, but that can be applied to compute services, machine learning services, and all our services we offer that uh, have similar logic. We manage service, as we say, we have, uh, and we try to avoid customer and we absorb the undifferentiated heavy lifting that our customer have, right? Repetitive task. Uh, we just automate them where possible and uh, shift to the cloud. All these processes make the life of our customer easier. Thank you for that summary. That's so interesting. I was thinking we might discuss the cloud in five aspects today. And it seems to me these are the aspects that are relevant to the automotive market, which is first is data. Mm -hmm. Second is compute specifically. Third yeah. is about prototyping, because I think there's a real aspect of prototyping for vehicles. Yes. The fourth is analytics uh, and, and artificial intelligence and machine learning. And finally, the fifth, which we mentioned earlier, is autonomous and ADAS, where I think the cloud can offer some specific yes. advantages. So let's start with data first. Cars and you know, vehicles of all kinds are producing more and more data, especially as they're being connected. So let's talk about some of the ways that the cars produce data and some of the things you see are the most interesting examples of how data can be used in the cloud. Yeah, so first of all, the quantity of data is just, uh, you know, really a lot. That's, uh, that's what we are observing. So I'd say that the first trend is optimize the collection of data. So talking about data, how we can reduce or optimize, right, uh, this data logistics. We have several services, of course, to, to collect data uh, from our basic IoT uh, services and uh, services for data logistics, right? Sometimes the data collected, especially by our autonomous driving customers, it's so, it's so much that you can just uh, transfer it to the internet. So we have physical devices called the Snowball devices, Snowball Edge, that uh, physically, you know, down, you download this data inside these devices and you ship the device uh, to AWS in order to upload or download it the way you see it, <laughs> to the cloud, this data. So data logistics is a thing. So maybe we can discuss that later because it's uh, really a combination of compute and data, right. if you'd like, right? More and more. So we call it this big loop uh, that you are very familiar with. Interesting data, what I can tell you, a recent trend we see more and more from customer is about videos, right? It's very important to think about how rich a modern car is in terms of sensors. You have not just anymore, like in the past, uh, the collection of uh, CAN data, so the controller area network data, simple data like speed position, uh, you know, steering wheel data, uh, braking status. But more and more, we see rich data coming in. Mm -hmm. So we have video cameras, several video cameras in a car. 
LIDARs. We start to see regular car, high-volume car, adopting LIDARs. That's totally new for the market. We have radars, right, ultrasonic sensors, uh, and, and so on. So it's, uh, I'd say that the modern trend we see collecting this data, and this will generate a new generation of services. Think about the possibility, for example, to observe through your vehicle's cameras what's going on around the vehicle on your smartphone, right? Services like this are really, really will change in a way our experience with the vehicle itself. We will see the vehicle more and more as a sensor set, if you will. So rich data and uh, used for these different purposes, security, safety, traffic management, uh, traffic logistics, mobility systems as well. And uh, personally, there's one that I'm very passionate. Everything is ADAS safety related. Mm. That's an easy win. And it's a big win. Because if you look at statistics, still there are a lot of uh, dangerous situations out there that can be mitigated by the use of ADAS. Now, right, that's data that to me has a special weight, if Absolutely. you ask me. Absolutely. And we're going to definitely spend some time on ADAS and Autonomous later, because I think that's a whole area in and of itself. Yes. But that's that's really interesting. You talk about the different kinds of data. As Sonatas, we care very much about data. It's one of the areas we focus on. We, we see that the conventional data gathering approaches tend to be quite rudimentary and fixed. Yes. And what you tend to see, we believe, is that there's a need for dynamic yes. adaption of the kinds of data whether that's things like vehicle dynamics for things like tuning the vehicle, yes. diagnostics, we're seeing a growing need that as vehicles become more complicated and you're seeing recalls and so on like that, you want to really avoid those problems and by diagnosing them in the field. Yes. And we think fine-grained uh, configurable data capture can be a really important Absolutely. thing. And that's one of the reasons where you're such an important partner to us because that data goes to the cloud, it needs to be acted on, and we're going to talk about analytics and other kind of things. But getting the right high quality, trustworthy data to the cloud, I think is important foundation. And you mentioned also rich data as well. We, we, see, we also see that as well. We believe that by marrying together, for example, vehicle dynamics yes. that says, well, there was a harsh steering event with let's say camera data or yes. radar data, you might be able to actually do a better job of tuning an algorithm perhaps than if you had any one of those in isolation. And so yes. merging different data streams together can be, I like to say, one plus one equals seven. Absolutely. I totally couldn't agree more. And this is very in line, by the way, with our definition of SDV. You know, we started with this, our definition saying, yeah, of course, it's SDV is introducing new functions in the vehicle, software function in the vehicle, when the vehicle is out, right? And that our, was our definition. And speaking with customer, realized it's a little bit more than that. Right, they say, yeah, but you know, we're not just there in the cloud. We have a physical product here. So we want to use the data that is generated by the vehicles to improve the physical aspect of the product. It's on components, right? Think about the steering system, a braking system, how we can generate, you know, start to design the next generation power steering of a vehicle right. if we collect the data from the majority of the vehicles out there, That's right? right? So we modified our, we added this section to our definition of SDV. So it's not just more new functions while the vehicle is out, but uh, taking these insights, right, to design the next generation vehicles yes. in all their dimension, including the physical ones. And there are plenty of examples of that. So totally agree. It's uh, more and more important. And uh, the dynamic relation between, it's not just saying, okay, sending down a configuration, collect this data. No. Maybe there's a special condition we want to detect. If we see that condition, we want to explore a little bit more. 
And so let's try to have some more data from some other sensor to see if we can understand better the situation. So this kind of logic uh, are top of mind for our customers. And uh, again, not just for design purposes, but if you think about it, it's an optimization of the system. Right. So why are collecting all the data and use 10% of that? Maybe we can have more granular ways, more uh, smart ways to connect, to collect data. And okay, if you don't see anything weird or particular, just don't record, right? If you see a specific situation, give me the 20 seconds and send it up. That's right. Right. So that's why we can have more data, but overall, less data that we are collecting because uh, more meaningful data, if you will. So not just uh, more data and that's it. That's right. I, can, I kind of call it the needle in the haystack problem yeah. where actually there's, exactly. if you think about it, normally everything's working fine, but then there's a specific region when something really interesting happens and you'd love really high resolution yeah. data, but you couldn't capture that high resolution data all the time. It'd be overwhelming. That's one of the, one of the areas we focus on, for example, is to address that. You mentioned also the uh, being able to make vehicles better. We were talking with an OEM, uh, a car company's product manager, and he was saying, you know, one of the problems we have is once the vehicle leaves our shipment, we don't have fine-grained understanding yes. of how the features are being used. So we design in this feature, and we don't know if anyone ever uses it, and it's very expensive to put in. Maybe we could optimize the cost of the car or, or spend the resources in another area. And so that's another area where we can optimize both the OEM's cost and yes. the user's experience by giving them the features they care about. Absolutely. And so that kind of thing. Another area that we think is really interesting, and we, you kind of touched on it, is it's not that there's, there's not one need. There might be a diagnostic need, there might be a, a future product analysis need, there might be some yes. sort of, and they may coexist at the Absolutely. same time. And today, that's not the way it's typically done. That's one of the capabilities we're trying to build into cars. Yeah. It's, sorry, close to our heart, we're a little passionate about Absolutely. that. Absolutely, no, no, and I share the same passion, by the way. And uh, Totally in line, by the way, we will talk about machine learning and artificial intelligence, but uh, I frequently say uh, to our customer, and when I'm talking about automotive nowadays, uh, cars will have multiple intelligences. It's not just one, you know, it's not just I'm going to deploy ADAS, that's it, as a neural network. But uh, think about Alexa, right, uh, an artificial intelligence that uh, is able to interact with you. And you may have driver monitoring, you have... I think plenty of artificial intelligence working at the same time on different data sourced from different parts of the vehicles for different purposes locally. Some of it needs to be sent out, right? And sent up to the cloud for analysis, analytics, and to understand what's going on. I want to provide you though another point of view. I think it's very interesting in that. It's not just UEM. Think about the supply chain of the automotive and the value chain. I personally think that uh, it's not just the vehicle that will be software refined but the vehicle components will be software defined, right? If you want to really improve a subsystem of the vehicle, you have in a way to transfer this uh, knowledge to the manufacturer of that component. So that, that really is, uh, you know, kind of uh, reading again, this uh, value chain through these data pipelines, uh, in a way that needs to flow through the, data to, the, to the supply chain and the value chain of the automotive. And I, I think this is interesting because in that way, you really produce superior products. We see that, for example, for battery management. That's a very, very classical example, right, right. in electric vehicles. Exactly. That, that's, that's a perfect example we're hearing a lot about, is you, you have these components which historically or, or in existing approaches don't maybe have access yes. to share their data or share analytics, but that really need this kind of algorithmic tuning yes. or algorithmic improvements. Yes. 
And so I think that's something which is a need, which is unmet today. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. So that's a very interesting part. So speaking about data then, could you give us some examples of some customers that are using your services and the different ways they're using it? Absolutely. So for example, we have a very good uh, customer reference with BMW. They created this connected data lake and uh, they presented it to, in one of the episodes of All Things Automotive. So it's online, but even more, there are uh, very technical uh, deep analysis uh, in one of our previous reInvent uh, conference. It's our annual conference for developers. Their case is so interesting because essentially it's, you can really see the effort they did to aggregate various sources of data in this uh, um, connected data lake. And then this data lake serves the entire organization in all its part. That's their effort, right? And it's, uh, it's absolutely great because you know that you have this reference and the data is just used and can be used by IT, R&D departments, whoever need it. So I think this is great. This is great uh, if combined with cloud technology, APIs, right? So application program interfaces, clear interfaces, microservices, and uh, that gives the capability for organization to build the application that uses data quickly, right? That's very important objective nowadays. So a single source of truth and a common framework that, that people can, can yeah. base on, it's really powerful. And this data lake is an important idea and, and we're happy to be part of that and happy to be yeah. sending uh, data yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, you're doing absolutely a good job in organizing your data, not just, uh, let's say, in the mechanism you transfer data, right? But uh, in the tools I saw, in the console, in the various uh, interfaces, you're proposing customer to work with this data to create automation. So it's, it's really an important aspect, uh, right? So not think just a specific thing, but this organization are a big organization, a complex organization. So agility is implemented really in the capability to offer specific services, right? but the data is the truth. So that needs to be consolidated in a proper way. Well, that's quite a long discussion about data and perhaps we get a, have a whole episode on data, but let's move to the next topic, which mm -hmm. is compute. Sure. And uh, cloud computing is perhaps very famous. People understand that cloud has incredible compute capabilities. So I'd love if you give us an overview of some of the capabilities you have, and especially those that maybe apply to the automotive uh, uh, Absolutely. Market. I'm more than happy to do so because uh, that's uh, uh, one, uh, let's say, big assets that we have, asset that we have in AWS is the variety of compute options. Compute options that, by the way, people can use on demand, right? So that's a very important thing because uh, in automotive, it's really, it's not just uh, a, you know, a consumption that is always a stable. No, maybe you have to do a re-simulation exercise and that will spike up the consumption of compute resources. But the day after you're done, you have zero consumption. So that's, that's a basic issue that we see with uh, some customers that have their own data centers that they already paid for that, right? While the compute offering that we have is on demand. So you need it, you just pay for it. You don't need it, you don't pay for it. So that's a, a big, big part, uh, I think, in being uh, flexible being elastic in the usage of resources. So, and that's where variety is very important. We have several instances, as we call them, that is these computer sources, EC2 instances, Amazon EC2 instances, elastic compute, right? So that's the reason of the EC. <laughs> so, and this is a, a very important part because you have Intel instances, ARM instances, Xilinx instances, so Xilinx-based FPGA instances and so on. And if you look at each class of this instance, you have instances that have more memory, more compute power. They have GPUs 
or they have special features, more bandwidth in terms of networking, according to really to adapt to the specific compute need. And this is very important because we discussed about it. You have all this data coming in, what do you do? You want to have machine learning, for example, training using this data. There you have P instances, for example. And uh, this is accelerated compute specific to train data. In there as well, we have some chips that we developed, it's called Trainium, right? So that is our own uh, produced chip that is able to train uh, these machine learning network networks using the data that has been collected. In, uh, let's say, when you did the training, you want to you know, you exercise the model. So we have Inferentia, that is another own built chip that is specialized in doing this work, right? But again, apart from our own offering, it's really important to provide this variety. We have Mac instances, for example, right? So, for, <laughs> because if you are an Apple developer and you want to really produce this uh, development and the pipeline, development pipeline at scale, you can use Mac instances and scale them out. So, and uh, we really have uh, solid data about uh, the fact that you really need this granularity uh, when you adopt the compute, uh, the compute uh, choice where you have that. For example, again, from reInvent, Continental explain how adopting uh, the cloud in this re-simulation exercise to their catch platform applied to Ada's case really significantly, significantly shortened the time that they were uh, uh, you know, using to train a specific ADAS functionality. So we have more and more data points that support uh, uh, this uh, kind of cloud adoption in terms of compute. Well, talking of specialized instances, we have to talk about Graviton. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah of course we need, we need to because we started our collaboration, right? Working on these ARM technologies, so absolutely. It's uh, our own processor developed by our, our Annapurna Labs. That is, you know, the, uh, our specialized uh, uh, business unit, if you will, that is producing all these uh, silicon innovations, including Graviton, Tradium, Inferentia, and so on. And uh, it's an ARM-based uh, chip. Uh, it's a CPU, it's 64 ARM cores, ARM uh, V8 uh, in the cloud. And uh, when it's been released, it was the first ARM chip uh, in, uh, in cloud systems and uh, adopted at scale. And uh, it's, uh, it's uh, very important for several reasons. Uh, at the beginning, uh, it was really for uh, a power performance and we discussed how important it is, the sustainability aspect. Uh, in adopting the right compute options, right? But more and more, we discovered that uh, ARM is a, a technology, is an architecture frequently adopted uh, in vehicles by our customers. So we said, maybe we can do a little bit more with that, right? And maybe we can discuss about that. Thanks, Stefano. I really appreciate that summary of compute in the cloud. So this concludes part one of our special two-part series with Stefano Marzani from AWS. In today's episode, we talked all about cloud computing for automotive, particularly about data and compute. In part two of our conversation, we'll continue and talk about prototyping with the cloud, data analytics and AI, and finally, ADAS and autonomous driving. We hope you will take a look at part two, which we'll publish soon. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you again in another episode of The Garage.